0: Jerubi shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth.
1: Thank you open to Zachariah Chefrana masi, Al prosci alamaya. Lavaranato, el Brasataya, taya. Rama sendia, el Imreata sandia. Ramanakonia sandia, amia la sandia. El mrian frientos, al prosci, al prosci Arimenechalion, Tamiel, Prayel, Padipriel, Alman Eclehamo, Frahensia, Elci, Marian Sihai, Amial to Sihai, my Cleantios, Aprentius, Abrehentius, Aprehentius, Aprehentius. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God
2: is Thank you. Termenosa Prateve Naši Kelly arabbost, Kryntegel venosto, Vecati pretendemosicalia de brente galebos bronte libracata manos de vant to sound. Evrenta galebos suprente liopracastiva liamasotetelia bronte genostiva. Rebrot gale bront to him bring you mouth. Evacate make it you bring you to you mouth. For I bring to you, I bring to you a mouth and the authority for to sound. I bring a mouth and the authority upon you for to sound. I bring a mouth, a mouth, a mouth, a mouth upon you for to sound, for to sound, for to sound to the hearts of men, for to sound to the hearts of men. I bring authority and mouth upon you for to sound, for to sound my call, my clarion call, my call of glory into the hearts of men, into the hearts of men that they may change their garments, that they may change garment, the shouting of grace to cost the change of garments, to cost the change of garment, that they may come up to my call of glory. I bring the grace, the mouth, the mouth, the mouth, and the authority for to bring grace, for to change garments for men to come up to me.
1: Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. heavens. To sandia maheniven, elfriels, Every outer sea. Averenochial kial Eliantem sea. Avenio sea. Amihano Amihan Amiaclient to sea. Imbriant to sea. Avian sent to sea. sent to sea. Amiar on sent to sea. A yell El, else sentia. dear el, here, sent El, and see, El, sent. Amiento, Tobia, come a friend of come to see. Hesia Thank
2: you, Thank you. Oh, Jesus. A prate gelemos de vatiba prebrest aponio macostivra catat to past digress to party alla restipa, pania resti resti a roma sti vantia reste vrecatenio e rosti reste mecatostu reste vrecatomi catastu reste rekem reste vrecatete reste maria stopania recatoste vrate reste vrecatenia mosto reste 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 rekat You rest, 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 rest. I say, rest. I say, rest. I say, rest. I say, rest rest upon the finished walk of. Of my finished work. The work I finished for you. Rest upon that grace. Rest upon that authority. It is a grace that has come. For to make men to see that I may seal them. To make men to see that I may seal them. For I have come with great help. I have come with great help. And I have sent my help. My ministering spirit. For to come to help in this ministry. Of changing men. Of changing men. That they may be sealed. That they may be sealed. For I am giving help for to change of eyes for to be sealed, for change of eyes for to be sealed. Rest upon the grace in me. Rest upon the grace in me. Rest in the grace in me. Come and rest in the grace in me that you may be sealed, that you may be sealed. For it is by that grace that I finish the work. It is by that same grace that I say, rest in that grace. Rest and stay in that grace that you may see and become sealed,
1: Okay, let's open to Zechariah chapter four. Mm-hmm. Go on, are you there? Let's read from, from one and the angel that with me again and with me as a man that is waking out of his sleep and sell me what seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and the seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by, by might, praise God, nor by power, but by what? By my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. And moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying that the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the Foundation of this house, and his hands shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts had what sent me unto you, praise God, for who had despised the day of small things, for they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Praise God. Glory to God. Okay, let's just finish it. And then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches? which through the two golden pipes emptied the golden oil out of themselves. And he answered me and said, knowest thou not what this be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then said he that these are the two anointed ones that stand by who? By the Lord of the whole earth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, this place is um, speaking about a vision right which um, the prophet Zechariah saw. Um, he saw this vision in a time when it was a time for them to them to go and build a temple in, in Jerusalem. praise God. And they went with resources, they went with all manner of things for to build the temple, but they had challenge in building. Praise God. Uh, So this vision is actually, is like an insight into the, um, it's an insight into the, the essence of what is required for the raising of God's temple. Praise Jesus. You know, we we began to see that they are, uh, when it comes to the whole subject of inheritance, right? Of which was actually the warfare of Israel. That was just that was just Israel's problem. They were born into a promise. You understand? Imagine, if you're part of a nation and you have to fight towards, why? Just be, you didn't look for trouble, you didn't do anything, you know, you just, because someone promised your father something. So your entire life, that was just a nation, was just constant battles, you know, for to inheritance. I mean, there was an inheritance hanging over them, that the, if you are an Israel, you cannot escape the promise of that inheritance. Praise Jesus. And, and so there is, a, there is a requirement upon every Israel soul. for It's like a lifetime thing that's hanging over them. That if you're an Israel and you haven't settled in the land of inheritance. And when I say settlement, we discover that settlement has to include, of course, the, 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 the mark of settlement is the establishment of worship. Do you see that? That's the point. That's when you, you say that they've settled. Do you see that? It's the what? The establishment of worship. You see the same thing in, even in the world to come. At, in the book of Revelation chapter 21, you see when that city came, they didn't speak anything too much about the city, but they began to speak about the light of it and then the temple of it. There was no temple, but of course the Lamb. Praise God. The God and the Lamb were were temples in the city. Glory to God. So um, no, no city is complete without a temple. Right? Because every the purpose of city, actually, the entire purpose of city is worship. Right? City just means settlement for living. Right? And whenever you go to a settlement, anywhere you find, any place you find a city. Right. you know, when we say city now you can take it and move it into the realm of the soul. That souls have places of dwellings, mm-hmm. place souls have cities of inhabitation, of places of habitation. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. That every everywhere you find souls gather and they are living, mm-hmm. what did what you find is that there is a worship yeah. going on. Awesome. And you find that there is a spirit sponsoring a worship. Praise God. And that thing is not, it doesn't fail. Anywhere you see souls gathering, there's a spirit sponsoring some kind of worship. Praise God. So um, the way it is designed in the spirit, city life should not be divorced from temple life. Do you understand? That the purpose of the temple is to dictate the life of the city. Like what is everybody doing Right, what is everybody what Amen. doing in the city should be dictated by the temple. So the stronghold of the city is the temple. Praise God. If you if you tear down the wall of a city, break into the city, take the whole of the city, but you leave the temple, and you go away, what will happen? The city will what? Will come back. It will come back in the strength. As before because the secret of the life we're, now we're, we're speaking about spiritual design now we're talking about city of whatever how they build it the, amen glory to god everything is perverted in this world you know eh? so when you hear city others don't ever look at the world get examples the scripture has the patterns for what those things mean what does it mean of temple what's the meaning of city what's the meaning of worship those things are all in the Bible glory to Jesus amen so so it means that if you, if you keep the temple intact, keep everything about the temple intact, even destroy the city, don't tamper with the temple. After a while, you will find another civilization will be raised that will be carrying out that temple life after some time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you see that um, um, in, the, in the book of Revelation, chapter 11. Um, are you here? Yes, sir. You are not here. Start coming back quickly. I give you five minutes before eight o'clock. I want, I want you to be here. You understand? Anything you need to do, wrap it up. You know what you are thinking about. What you are just wrap it up, I give you. Have I not tried? I give you. I'm giving you, you some minutes. You understand? Okay. Praise God. So, um, so I was saying that that Revelation chapter eleven. You see that that's pattern, um, how, first of all, it says Gentiles will trample. What does the meaning of Gentiles? It said the, the city, right, and the courts were given. But the, Revelation 11, verse 12, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread on their foot for 40 and two months. Praise God. So they, they, were, they treaded upon the city and the court for 40 and what? Two months. Now, this, when they say Gentile, the word Gentile means of, means, Gentile means people who are ignorant of worship. Right, that's the nature of Gentile. Is that they don't, they are foreign, they are aliens. So a Gentile is is the nature of, a dog. When it comes to a particular matter, they they have a doggish tendency around it. Right, the nature of a dog that doesn't know the value. Right, that can move and eat. That can eat vomit instead. Those kind of natures that don't, doesn't understand holy things, right? That has no. That's why anything that has the capacity to trample upon that which is holy, which is what you see the Gentiles doing here, right? They they they'll come to a city that is holy, that is that is raised to sponsor holy living, and they they did what it says, and the holy city shall did what tread the tread on the foot. This is exactly what Jesus was saying about not casting pearls before swine, not giving holy things. Say holy things. So a dog's nature, a dog by nature has war with holy things. It's just a constant fight. If it's holy, a dogish nature will fight it. Do you understand? Praise God. So who is a dog? Who is, or who is a Gentile? A Gentile is a person who fights holy things. Who, someone who, who resists holy things. Who fights holy things. Who commonizes holy things. Who tramples upon holy things. That was Jesus' teaching. Right? So, so he said, do not give holy things to dogs. If you give holy things to dogs, that's Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. It says, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and then turn again and do what and you. So after trampling what is holy, they will now come after you who gave the holy thing. This is exactly what happened in Revelation. Right, so they, they dealt with the holy city. then they, they now turn and face. Where is this holiness coming from? What's the source of this holiness? That dogish nature, which is a Gentile nature. Are you seeing that? Now anybody can be a Gentile. A, a born-again church of born-again people can be full of Gentiles. Just once you leave spirit alone first, and they're just moving through the soul, you just begin to see that so landscape is very different from landscape of spirits. Yes. Praise Jesus. Yeah. When you are thinking about the spirits of people, everything is simple. The whole world is just divided into two. Those who are there, those who are alive. Everything yeah. is just very simple. You don't need too much. It's not complex. Yeah. And the one you are dividing people are according to their spirit man, means who's, who owns you? And so devil owns these ones. God owns this ones. It's very simple. In the spirit, when you're talking about the realm of the spirits of men, things are very simple. But once you begin to now open the soul, hey, you now begin to realize that the the word of soul is a word of contradictions. Do you understand? Word of what? Contradictions. When it comes to soul dimensions, sometimes God can have more children outside than those who are inside. Do you understand? When you, when you open up the soul, when you, open up, when you open up the soul and you look at church, you discover know, that this church thing, there are all kinds of creatures. There are, some, there are Gentiles in the church. And there are many. In fact, everybody in the church was a Gentile. The whole church was, was started from Gentiles in their soul. And it takes time to heal a soul from Gentile tendency. Right? It's, it takes time to heal his soul from having, it's not just disdain, right? It's having, uh having no value. Because that's the problem here. That's the real problem with the Gentile. Um, a Gentile. A Gentile soul is, like the way Ephesians was describing it, chapter four, right? that he walk no longer as other Gentile walk in the vanity of their mind. Right, so they are because of the vanity of their mind, praise Ephesians 4, verse 17, then verse 18, praise God, I'm just trying to go quickly so we can move into other things. They have understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, aliens, ignorance, because of the word blindness of their heart, verse 19 Who, being past feeling, have given themselves unto lasciviousness to walk all uncleanness with what greediness, and so forth. Praise Jesus. So the the problem of the Gentile is that vanity. Vanity is an enemy of of holiness. Nobody can be vain and holy. And they say, you can't. You can't be what? Vain and what? We can only because those who are vain hate substance. Yes. Right? It is they, are, they, are, they, love vain souls. Love emptiness. That yes. vain souls feel full when you put emptiness in them. Yes. You get it. it's it's, that's the, it's a sickness. Like like uh, vanity, being vain, is a sickness. When you see somebody who is vain. A vain person has energy for nothing, you understand, right? It's such energy. They, are, they are, have the ability to be occupied with nothing, yes. right? Something that is empty, put it in a vain soul. It can make them feel full, you understand. So that vanity um, is what causes like an inward, it's called ignorance, like a disdain of things that are holy because... Things that are holy are things of substance, right? You cannot have holiness without substance. So, you, characteristic of a vain soul is that they fight substance, right? When you a vain soul, number one, fights revelation. You know, you know that the the life of the revealed life is um is a vain soul is has almost like a disdain. For living by revelation, because revelation brings substance. Do you understand? So, if you're trying to to chat or bring uh, a life, kind of life that is revelation ordered, right? The vain soul will kick against it. And you see, if you ask vain soul, okay, let's. If you don't want to do revelation, what should you do instead of revelation? No, but the very soul, first of all, doesn't have an answer. You, you know why it doesn't have an answer? Because what is, what is filling the soul is nothing. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to explain vanity to you. What is what is filling the soul? Uh-huh. You see, a very so can be like, why is going, this God is too much, revelation too much, too much? say, Okay, these things are too much. What should we do instead? You now discover that the person didn't think too far about that. But they are they are satisfied with things that they can't justify, sowing themselves into. I don't know if you are getting my language. You get, you get what I mean? Uh-huh. that's vanity for you. Vanity is a is a vanity is a wine. All right, is a right vanity is like is a wine. Vanity is. It's like a, it's an intoxication. Yes, vanity is sweet. It's like it's like a pill. It's like a drug, All right. Most of the time, those who have been, uh, they can't, they can't um, praise God, Hallelujah. glory to Jesus, Hallelujah. thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Those who are, have this sickness called vanity can can take position against substance without any kind of fear with boldness. That's how you know a soul that, has, that is a re really soul is bold with vanity. Do you understand? <laughs> they are what? They are, they are bold with vanity. The way a dog is bold. Right, He said that after you give it holy things, it will trample upon it. Then it won't run away. It will come back to turn towards you. And then what? To rend you. Glory to Jesus. So that's what those Gentiles were, were doing. Um, the, the, it's very clear that those who, are, who suffer from vanity... It's because they, they lack something. Right? Actually, vanity is like, a, it's, it's some, it comes to, it passes through, the, it takes possession of a soul that is weak. Praise God. When, when the soul, soul is weak, then you see vanity can take hold of that soul. Because vanity has its own program. Vanity will say, okay, just surrender to me. I have a program for you. Do you understand? <laughs> and then, yes, then, you know that kind of surrender that involves ignorance. You know, surrender which, is, which has it with knowledge, but then surrender with ignorance. Ignorance is, is seductive. Do you agree with me? Do, I, do you know? You understand what I mean? The seduction of ignorance. And you see that you see that ignorance that is in them, being alienated from the life of God. That the state of alienation, it is seductive. To be alienated from God. Why? What is seduction in that? It is, it is a promise that you can be free from Him. That thing of being not, not being present under the weight and the burden. You know, God has His weight. God has His burden. When you come close to God, you start smelling all kinds of man's, all kinds of things. You know, you, there was a compartment you need to have. At the moment you are getting near God, you begin to smell all standards. Everything is not just free. Don't do any the actual things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that state of being alien from Him, being ignorant, is actually a seduction to the soul. Is seductive, it's like a promise. That's the promise of vanity. Vanity is like we promise you, I I'll I will give you a world by yourself where you'll be enjoying, where you'll be free from the conversation of substance. You'll be free from the conversation, the requirement, the demand of substance, which is something you cannot be near God and hate substance. Because God is too righteous. And responsible to allow any sphere around him where souls will be, will will, where soul can be wretched. God is is too blessed, you understand, for you to be near him and experience wretchedness. The moment you are getting close to him, you begin to see standards begin to be raised, demands that you can't be empty. You can't be empty. If you want to be empty, you have to be far. But as long as you're coming near to God, you can't come close to God and not pick substances. Yes. Are you guys? That's, that's this old thing about inheritance. That's the weight he put on Israel. All these gentile nations—they are doing their own thing. But you, might, you people will be different. I'm going to put something on your head that will, be, will last your generations. No one will be free.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> Once they are born, eh, eh, baby Israelite. You can just be into pity for them, right? Because why? There is something worth hanging over them. Do you understand? How I many of you want to be free here? Raise your hand. You're all holy people, eh? There's no crime I wish they will be free from all these things, ah. though. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you seeing the difference between the Israelites and other Gentiles? Yes. Is that it's called promise. Is that thing of God said I will I've sworn I want to give you something. I don't want you to be like other nations who will who would live their whole lifetime on the earth. And pass out without anything. They just spend their time with a meaningless, you know, that meaningless thing. It was actually his mercy that found Abraham and it, that began to talk to him. And began. It's just that we have. There's something we have. We want to try and give to man. Can can we start with you to begin to take that responsibility? Are you getting me? The responsibility of substance, of substance. You can call it meaning. Meaning. Say meaning. Meaning. No life doesn't have meaning without God, right? Yeah. It's not. God made it such that that anything not relative to Him should be miserable. Yes. That's how God is. God is just like is because in Him do all things consist, right? Everything. Once things shift outside His scope, what happens? The misery sets in. Corruption sets in, all kinds of things. Are you getting one of? That's what you call desolation. Yeah. Right, those desolation of many generations are works that were done to shift generations away from the the, the vicinity of God. You know, when you say desolate, it means lack of substance. That's the evil work Satan has been doing is to be shifting, edging out nations. The generations out of substance with, by giving them vanity. You can just, can this project for one generation can just be, we just, we just define vanity. And you said that before your, your lifetime in this generation ends, you should have inherited this vanity such a way that you can pass it on. And in, in Satan's own program, every generation has their own desolation, which they ought to take from his hand. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. So those um, Gentiles, going back to the book of Revelation, sorry, that was where we we came to. So he says, but the court which is without the temple, leave out, measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. Right, and the holy, there's something that should be healed from any. Any heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You see that? You see that, if you check your heart, is there any instinct in you that wants to be free from God? Kill it. You understand? That, that feeling, that thing is vanity. So you need to attack whatever that sets out its root. You understand? and You need to, you need to kill it. Praise God. Amen. So and the for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they do what shall they tread under foot forty and two months. Praise God. Amen. So at this point they will tread under the city forty and two months. But you know see where they are coming to is the temple itself. They will now they will now begin to jam. The, the, what you call the witnesses of the temple. right? If you ask me, who are those witnesses in the temple? The witnesses of the temple, you, you can call them the pillars of the temple. They are the pillars. What do I mean by pillars? They are, they are the strength of the temple. Yes, sir. Praise God. The strength of the city is the temple. Yes, the strength of the temple is the witness therein. Yes, is that which the temple witnesses of. You know, it is the witness of the temple that should culture the city. The, the, the temple is designed to share, to spread witness, to, to share witness, to give witness. Are you getting what I'm saying? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so let's go to verse 3. Hebrews, sorry, Revelation 11, verse 3. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand, two hundred, and then what, three score days, clothed in what, in sackcloth. So, this prophecy of the witnesses is like a, is a response of strength against what an an assault, which is coming from Gentiles. You know when they say Gentile, Gentiles are in degrees. Right they are actually, degrees of gentile strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. So these witnesses are—they are raised against alien nature, foreign nature. So you can see then that the strength of holiness is how much resistance against alien things, it's residing on the inside. right? The purpose of witness is to, witness contains a record, right? It's actually a, it's a record, I don't know what record is also, the reason, the reason for record is for remembrance. In a sense, you can put it that way. The reason for, that, okay, then the right way to say it is that, the purpose of record is for preservation. Making some sense to you? Yes, when why would they record something? So that it won't pass. Yes, yes. So you can see that what the temple is keeping is a record of a life. Mm-hmm. That is where the life of the city is coming from is from a record that is, is recorded inside the temple. And as long as that record is there, there is hope for that life. There is hope that, that life can spring, can spring forth. Am I making some sense to you? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy 1,200 and threescore days clothed wear in, in sackcloth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So these, these witnesses or you call these witnesses are the, they are the, the I call you, they are pillars of strength. You already see that? They are, they, are, they are the pillars of strength. They are also, then they are a kind of supply. They are a kind of supply, almost like a source of some sort, to the power. See, I will give power unto my witnesses. So it means that with this, these witnesses are actually they carry the power of holiness which the temple has is actually ha uh-huh, is these witnesses that have that power. And then the book of Zechariah when we are seeing Zechariah Zechariah was not trying to explain if we go back to Zechariah chapter 4 Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. So you are seeing the vision here. He showed him the the candlesticks, the bowl upon it. It Showed him the lamps, pipes, and all of that. Then he showed him the true olive trees by it. And we know that those two olive trees, according to, praise God, verse 14, it says, these are the two, what? The two anointed ones that do what? That stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Okay. So he showed those two anointed ones you can call them witnesses. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then verse 4, says, So answer answered and speak to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what this be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and said unto me, That this is the word unto of the Lord, Unto Zerubbabel, saying, "Now, so praise God! He saying that this one. He said this is the word. It means that this vision you actually saw is a word. Is the word, word there? Is actually, is a message. When you are, when you see, when you look at that whole picture, everything depended here, beginning from." The candlestick, the bowl, the lamb, the pipes, the witnesses, that's the trees, everything there. He's saying that all of those things are, they are a kind of a word, it's a kind of a message. It means you have to be able to interpret the entire imagery as a message. That when you are, when you interpret everything, you now realize that the The message is summary of the message which is the word unto Zerubbabel is that not by might nor by power but what? By my spirit saith the Lord of hosts not by power not not by might nor by power but by my word, spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, that then who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and shall bring forth, verse 7. Praise God. I had verse 7, that O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone, Thereof, with what? Shoutings. Crying what? Grace. And then what? Grace. Shoutings. Crying grace. Grace to it. So it will bring forth the headstone. Say bring forth the headstone.
2: Bring forth the
1: headstone. That headstone, let's see... Let's go back to chapter three. <clears throat> so you see, chapter four, verse seven. What he just said. He shall bring forth. Mm-hmm. Who is he? There is the Lord that will bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, "Grace, grace to it!" You see that. Now in chapter three verse verse eight, glory to God. Hope you are awake still. Uh-huh. This life is not like meeting, so this is Bible. Okay? Is that okay? Uh-huh. Uh, praise God. Verse chapter three verse. Eight, it says, Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, right? Thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, that for they are men wonder at. For behold, I will bring forth. You see that bring forth again. The same bring forth, which was used in chapter 4, verse 7. He said, he shall bring forth the headstone." Mm-hmm. That word "bringing forth" is not just a tr- another an ordinary word. It's a mm-hmm. it's a, it's a kind of it's a language that they use. Is when you say to bring, he will bring forth. To bring forth is a um. Is a miracle. It's like that which is, is brought forth is not something you can't take it. It's not something that you can touch by your own device. It's not something that is yours, of course. It's not something you can just awaken. You have to wait. You must do something to bring forth. You see, that word bring forth is a breakthrough. Right, he will bring forth. It's like it's to 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 make something available. The word to bring forth is help. Right? It's to he will bring his answer or help. He will bring forth. He shall bring it forth. He is the one who will bring it. It Means it's not up to you. Right, is is answer. By this time they've gotten to their wits' end. In this matter of temple building, everything that's scattered has not spoiled. This was this vision of the Kariah was a what? It was a help. This is a, this is a, a prophecy of help. Help for what kind of help? We, we saw that there are two kinds of help, mainly from Saturday. There's, in the journey of inheritance, there's, there's a help of what? What are those two different kinds of help? What is... Merciful help is what kind? How does it manifest? Merciful help explore is manifest as what the is the power of what? Exploration. These guys, God has had mercy on them already. They've tapped mercy. To so be here at this point, right? How did they get here? They were wallowing in in, the, in Babylon, in the world of forgetfulness. Do you understand what I mean? They were these ones, they were they were just they were just you know Babylon. Babylon is a land of forgetfulness. Babylon is a place, is a place. It's not just like it's not like Egypt. In Egypt, you can remember your God. You understand? In Babylon, there's no space, and it's not by war, it's not by fighting. There's a way Babylon is. It is empowered to remove memory of your God from you. Right? It's like Babylon is the world on steroids. Right? It's like it's crazy. The way they make war is different. It's not like Pharaoh. I was using whips and lashes, hard work, all of that. When the guys first landed, the first thing they brought was food. You understand? (laughs) What do you say? It's another kind of operation, eh? Egypt and Babylon, they're not the same. Egypt was whips, everything, servile work. All, all of that. Babylon was what? Delicacies. Table. Say table. table. As table made war with you for a war against you. You can escape whips, but say table. It means that table is more powerful than what? It's another, it's another method. It's captivity. It's different from slavery or bondage. Egypt was the land of house of bondage. Egypt was a house. Babylon was a land. Do you understand? The Bible refers to Egypt as a house of bondage. What's the difference between a house and a land? Tell me please. Uh, house has key. It has door. You can they can lock you inside. Which is what happened in Egypt. Do You understand? Pharaoh with his key. You know Pharaoh had his key, you understand? That's why Moses had to go and be talking to him, Pharaoh. Will you let? Let? No. <laughs> Can you open the door? You understand? Yes, it's, because it's a house of bondage. But Babylon is not land. It's open. Yes. nobody. No, it's no key. Nobody is. Nothing like that. when you get to babylon what, what was against you the land itself it, it wants to erase the memory of where you came from from you forget you will be there happily forgetfulness you understand that's babylon so that was a place of mercy right so this guy's been here of course it's very clear that it had a lot to do with Daniel's intercession like all those intercessions that was done, prayers to God, and then that open door of mercy. Right? The visitation of the visions of Daniel were merciful visions. It's different from the, this vision of Zechariah. These are gracious visions of Zechariah. Wow. See, Daniel's vision, those kind of visions. See Ezekiel's vision, those are different kind of vision. Daniel, Ezekiel. Those are actually higher visions than this kind. Those are, they are not visions of building. They are visions of revelation. They are visions of exploration. They are merciful in nature. The, the sour of those, those visitations are merciful visitations. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It was, it was, you know he was exploring when I sat my heart to search out by books the number of times which we should be in captivity that was Miss mercy had begun to work in his heart to begin to, to, to create exploration so, so you can see clearly that mercy must be obtained but after I obtained mercy mercy brought them here they now, they now got stuck they had to find grace to help do you understand? they had to do what? They had to find grace. They had obtained mercy, but they needed to find grace. So it was the operation of mercy was able to bring them out. Imagine how, how, power, how powerful is mercy. When mercy finished working, the king of Babylon, who was the chief of their captivity, is the one who is his wisdom that designed the captivity. Do you understand? Right? So it, it wasn't just ordinary. So it wasn't that it wasn't keeping them down by armies. It was by it was wisdom, the fountain from his within. Means that how how much how much how much how potent was his will to keep them? You see those devices again. After a while, he began to Daniel was troubling him. He, he was trying to do everything to win. Like he has won everybody, only Daniel yeah. left. He did everything. How can we win the Daniel guy? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. It wasn't okay that let's lock them up in prison. No. Why aren't they worshipping? Everybody has worshipped this God. What is it inside of them? Are you seeing what kind of mind is that kind of, does that kind of king have? I mean, you just being there, him seeing you. It's not enough for him. Do you understand what I mean? You've seen you, wow, we've captured you, we've taken all your things. You are here now, you are our slave. That was not enough. Why are you not enjoying our God? <laughs> Do you understand that, that kind of thing? Now, I'm trying to paint to you what kind of mercy Make such a king now decide one day, ah, can we go and see how we can build your temple? Based on everything I've said about temple, what temple is. In fact, remember when they took them away from Jerusalem, when, um, aha, uh-huh. praise God, when Nebuchadnezzar came, when they came and took them away from, they, they went, they made sure they went into the temple, they scattered everything. They spoiled the temple, even took all the utensils, because that man was not an ordinary. That king was a kind of a god. He knows uh, those kind of men. They know things about the soul. They know what makes soul tick. They know the secret of worship. You know that the secret of Israel is in this temple. So we must desolate everything, take everything away. Amen. Do you know that in the Bible it was up until it's around that scene that the record of the ark left. Do you realize that? People believe that the ark was in the temple up until that point. After that guy came to take them away to Babylon there was no record of the ark in the Bible anymore. The ark of the testament. Do you understand me? Babylon cannot take you captive and there will be ark somewhere. What did they do with the ark? I don't know. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Because they know the script. He must have. Imagine the king maybe looking at those tablets. What is this? When he he sees the kind of things written there, he knows what those things mean. He knows that this nation, you can't break this nation with these kind of things intact. Praise God. So I'm trying to make you realize that mercy had happened. Like someone who say, have you heard, have you heard of Cyrus before? After the Babylonian season, God had to wait for them. And he was mercy. Do you agree? It Was mercy that that, that made was, those were all the visions of Daniel. You remember when after Daniel prayed and prayed and prayed, God had to show him. Okay, let's let me try and show you the, the operation the the operation of God's mercy that will lead to the release from captivity and God revealed to him that it will not just happen we will have to dismantle this king of babylon and as long as this guy is the way he is forget about it we have to raise another kingdom the kingdom of medes and persia praise god which will be another that was you know he had that vision the vision of the you know, in different ways, he, they use the, the the goat and all of that. They use praise God, they, and they they showed him the kingdom of gold, uh-huh, and then silver, and then bronze, and then that iron. That iron mixed with clay. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so by the time God, they raised Cyrus. Cyrus was a king who God was able to take as His own in terms of usage, to use him. And mercy turned his head. All right, Turned his head. That, he should, he should, that the, same, the same is a different kind of anointing. You know, it was an anointing that came upon him. Yeah, God can anoint a Gentile. Yeah. <laughs> of course, why not? He began to think mercifully. Have you realized that, that Cyrus was thinking mercifully? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where was this Cyrus man? Let's see, Naziah. Sorry, just keep your hand in this, Zachariah. Don't, don't let it go. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 14. Praise God. Amen. Isaiah 45. Are you there? Very quickly, it says that thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord to, to his anointed, to Cyrus. Then he says, Whose right hand I am holding? To subdue nations before him, I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in what? Sunder the bars. Of iron. Verse 3, I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord which call thee by name am the God of who? Now, I don't know if your spiritual sense has been raised enough by just these words to sense that only mercy speaks like this. The uh, have, you, I don't know, have you? Have you got in? Have you fellowshipped enough with this thought for Saturday? Did you meditate on the what was thought? Between, if you've meditated enough, you will realize the. You should be able to realize the. You should be able to to be able to separate between the speech of mercy and the speech of grace. Do you understand? They are. They are. They sound differently. Do you get? This is mercy speaking. Now, why is it mercy Tell me? Uh, who can who can describe to me from these things we read, what are what are the what are the merciful elements of these things that have been said here? Someone, quick, cause of time. I don't want to exploration. Exploration. Okay, treasures of treasures of darkness. Riches of secret places. Uh huh. Can you the mic? Okay. It's, um, adventure. Okay. Yes, sir. Adventure into understanding. Yes, sir. So um, the opening of revelation of mm-hmm. who God is, that yes. you may know that I, the Lord, yes. of um, name of the Lord, God of Israel. Yes. Um, from verse 1 again, as well, where he says, um, Whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations, and I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the 2 lift gates and, and Wesley, okay, so I just want to add something? To, okay, I want to to what he's saying. That the sound of mercy is, is um, is almost like something you don't end. Mm. He says, "I will have mercy." Mm. So f- everything we're seeing here is the king or Cyrus cannot come into it. Mm-hmm. Says I, a king. Yes, he says, I will give, mm-hmm. I will do this. Yes. So it's a, it's a sense of I would have mercy on yes. whom I would have mercy yes, and compassion yes, on whom I have compassion. Yes, Praise God. Is that, God should not be saying these kind of things about a Gentile king. Only, only mercy can act in this kind of way. Right, there's so much about it that you just see this is the signature of, of the mercy of God. Right. My anointed. To, the Lord said to his anointed, Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him. To I will lose the loins of kings, to open before him the two leaf gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and I will make the crooked places straight and I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of what I And then I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the what? God. But verse 4 now says, For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, I have even called thee by thy name, and I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not what? Known me. Are you seeing that? So you now see everything is mentioned in here about subduing nations, losing loins of kings, two-leaf gates, go before thee, make the crooked places straight. This, all of these things are, don't think of just what God wants to do to Cyrus. He says it's for Jacob, my servant's sake. It's because when, this is the thing, you have to understand Israel was in captivity. So for, for God to move on Cyrus, maybe there might be, have been nobody to anoint. around maybe by this time, when it comes to Israelites, maybe it's possible they might have all gone in terms of their heart. It's, it's possible that it might have been difficult for the Israelites to cooperate with mercy, to find a person who can cooperate with this kind of mercy. Or maybe it's just that he's in a position that maybe God can use to affect what God wants to do. You understand? Maybe either of those two things. But uh, is somebody that doesn't deserve this kind of dealings. But What is very clear is that these things were not for him. They were for Israel. So when you see the book of Zechariah, all those people who were came, who came to build the temple were sponsored. Right, this was the man that initiated the thought of going back. First to go out, you have to go back, build the walls first. Then there were, there were different exiles from Babylon. to go. In. That was all mercy of God. Just mercy. That was bringing seasons of exile, moving upon people to cause season of exile. Praise God. To go back to build. Praise God. So it was causing, bringing about the obtaining of mercy first. Then, when after mercy has been obtained, that push to move. To, so there's also it will also the manifestation of the mercy would involve another journey to the of inheritance to the land. But when they arrive at the land, they must find grace. Praise Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. They must do what? Find they grace. must find grace. So these are two uh, helps. Right? Yeah, are two helps. I will call them two, two kinds of helps. There's a the help of mercy. There's a the help of grace. Right? Now you see, but on each help, is an anointing. It's like a, it's an operation of the spirit. The word anointing is help. That is another way to see anointing. Right? Uh-huh. Are you understanding me? Go on. Another way to see what? A type. Anointing is a type of help. Is a type of help, right? Um, The first kind of help you would have is the anointing of the Holy Spirit first, which can which the 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 release upon the soul, the anointing the soul with the Spirit. That one and even bodies can bear the anointing of the Spirit. Two different anointings of the Holy Spirit. But there's a first an anointing of the Spirit which you put around the soul. One of the reasons for the infilling of the Holy Spirit is to anoint the soul. Do you know that? Do you remember? In life class, praise God. Remember, we have been teaching Pastor Cersei, Thank God. Are oh, you enjoying Pastor Cersei? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Wow. Glory to God. Yeah. You, so you see all, all those things that he's teaching about the Holy Spirit, is to, is the, the Holy Ghost is first, when you just, you get a vessel, you want to use it, you, have, you can. It's a law, vessel, in the temple. Right? All the utensils, you have to first put, don't, nothing should be just dry, like, this. you shouldn't be touching things, that are just, you know what I mean? Everything should have oil on them. When you, when you don't have oil around you, you make things hard for God, you make, Everything is just difficult. It's hard to flow. It's good for souls to be oiled. Amen. Amen. So that the first thing oil they put around your your vessel is the is the is the anointing of the spirit. The word anointing just means spirit that is staying. Mm -hmm. That is staying. Spirit that is. It's like when you take oil, anointing. When you say, you can have oil in a bottle. Right? That oil in the bottle is an anointing oil. It's not an anointing. It is an oil for anointing. Do you get Is it? an oil which you use in anointing. Right? But the actual, what you call an anointing is oil that is the measure, when you take from that oil, and you rub it, or you put it on something, it means you have taken off it a measure. You've given it. Now, one thing about also anointing is that you, you cannot collect anointing back. It's, anointing is designed, God designed that, way. you don't collect it back. God never collects it back. Spirit doesn't come back. Now you can clean it. You can do all kinds of things with it, but it doesn't. Once it's been, <laughs> it's something. Say pour. Poor. Anointing is poured. The word pour means it, you. Once you release it, it's gone. That's the that's the way. Say so I will pour out of my spirit. Pour out of my spirit. Pouring out of the spirit is. Giving the spirit—that's just—it's only God that does things like that. That's His nature. Imagine thinking of that kind of thing, inventing method of giving men spirit in such a way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Any anointing you have, you can carry it forever. In the world to come, you will still have it if you don't give it away. Do you know? Do you know that? Ah. See, that, see, anything Holy Ghost is forever now. That's what Jesus was saying. That he might be with you forever. That, that's one thing. Is something, that's what makes the Holy Spirit unique. Hmm? He, doesn't, he doesn't aspire. He doesn't, you know, you know, when you travel from one country to the other, you say, ah, this currency doesn't work here. Not, Holy Ghost is not like that. Holy Ghost, move him anywhere. He's current, he's a, are you getting me? Take him to hell, take him to earth. Take him to heaven, the present heaven. Take him into the world to come. Take him into the ages to come. He's still... Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, so let me tell you something. One thing you should be accumulating on this earth is oil. That's one thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? It sticks. If you go, when you go after it, when you go after spirit, say spirit. spirit, things of the spirit marry your soul to just be in your soul. Why oil? Why not water? Why? Because water can evaporate, water can dry up. That's why anytime the, the, they speak of waters, it is, they make it the way God doesn't just give you standing water. It must be a flow. They tap you into a stream to keep it going. Water must keep flowing. You can't oh, take water today and keep it. And be, and be disconnected from the source. right? How do you give water? He said, when I give you water, the water that I will give you, without being you a well that springs up, means, so the actual reason for the water which I will give you is to connect you to a source. That can spring. That's water. But spirit is, is a different thing entirely. Spirit is not a fountain. You know, it's not like fountain of the spirit. It's pouring. I'm, there's a mystery here. I don't know if you can, if you can catch it. You'll understand what I'm saying. Why is it a pouring thing? Because it's something that you should be accumulating. It should be accumulating. It doesn't evaporate. Every oil you get in your vessel can last for eternity. It will not evaporate. Like oil doesn't evaporate. Oil will stay. Uh Aha. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The measure of spirit you have, you can carry it into the world to come. It will be operating there. First of all, in just holy, normal Holy Ghost, then even in there, you know, there are levels of anointing. I'm teaching what I'm teaching today. I'm teaching you about the anointing too, right? There is the gracious anointing. There is the anoint, There's a merciful anointing, right? The when you have anointings of grace. Anointings of grace don't stop working after some time. Unless you give it away. Unless you say, I don't like this thing anymore. It's your, it's your property. You buy it. Without price, but you buy it. Mm. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So one of the things that you should be you should be accumulating, like I said, is what. Uh huh. So this anointed. Is, uh, so thus here the Lord to is anointed to Cyrus, whom, whose right hand I have what holding to nation. So I'm just showing you this aspect how these people got to Zechariah that point in Zechariah where they are building the where they are building the temple. You see that now. In the time of building the temple in Zechariah, you will now begin to see another language of help begins to show up here. And this language of help is, they are characterizing it. You see, I was speaking about bringing forth. To bring forth is actually a language of help. Are you seeing that? So it said here, first of all, in chapter 3 verse 8 that Hear now O Joshua the high priest thou and thy fellows that sit before thee for they are men wondered at for behold i will bring forth my word servant the word the branch i will bring him forth this branch is the same branch of Isaiah 11. We shall come forth. Let's see Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a rod. So you see, a rod will come forth of the stem of JC and a branch shall grow out of word, his roots. Then verse 2, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of what? Knowledge Knowledge and of the word. So you are seeing that this is also mercy operation. Right? Now, this spirit of the Lord, shall rest on him. They say, i saying, him, 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 him. here. Yeah. So this chapter of Isaiah is a prophecy concerning a person. But the reason why we can always read it and, add, and attach it to ourselves is because of verse 1. That is a coming forth operation. is a so if he's coming forth, it means he's brought forth. He's also a, he's also a mess. He's a kind of a help. That's also what, I, what I'm trying to say. When he shall come forth, a rod, a rod will come out of the stem, a branch out of his root. It's help that is coming. Are you are you see what I'm trying to say? This thing. Called, so the word the word branch is help. This this branch, right? This branch here is a man. It refers to a man. The word is called the branch. calls, called him a branch here. But it's a branch signifying that there will be other branches too. But this is a branch. But there is a branch that is called the branch. Right? The, that's who Zechariah is referring to. Zechariah is calling him the branch. Right? That's I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So branch is the word branch, branch is an offering. Yeah. When you see branch, a branch is like someone giving you the fruit. Take. That's a branch. Out of the stem. Yeah. Branch. This one is the branch stretches hand. Yeah. Then at the at the tip of the hands of the branch, you find fruits there. Is enough, so so the the branch brings forth gift of the tree, yes. right? That's the what the branch does. It gives forth the, the, the brings forth what the gift. So it means that in the tree, the the branch is a is a helper into the blessing of the tree. it's what helps you now. What what do you mean of that? Without the branch, there can't be a fruit. Yes. Do you agree with me? Fruit doesn't grow on stem. How will the fruit grow on stem? <laughs> right? There has to be an aspect, each part of the tree, that must, it, the branch can take what is in the stem, which is, very, it is concentrated, and then it can convert it into a form that, are you getting me, that can... There's so much about the, the branch, even physically, it is designed to handle, to carry the fruit. You see a branch starts off being thick. It begins to, what, to thin out. It's changing. It is, that is a, a help. It's, it's help. Can, we can't, let's make the tree accessible. This thing that is, this hidden, I get, if you just cut the tree, all you will see is log, wood. You're ready to go and do firewood. How can fruit come from this thing? It's in, the, it's in the branch. It's help. Have you ever seen log of wood before? Can you see how fruit can come out from that log of wood? But help can convert that whatever is in that log into something that is sweet that you can eat. You need, that's, that's the power of branch. Are you understanding me? That's the word. Power of what? Of branch. How can you taste God without his branch? Are you getting me? You're seeing who Jesus is. He's the branch of God. He's the one who branches out so that you can so that you can take the fruit. You can taste. No man could, would, could, would have ever tasted God. If God did not raise a branch, do you understand? So, so it means that that branch is help, help. Everything about help is in that branch. It's what to help men into the thing. What is inside the word? Uh-huh. thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Are you getting me? you understanding me? Uh-huh. So, so calls it a, there's a reason why it calls it a branch in chapter 11. Because other branches will also come. Other, all of them are. You also will be a branch. You'll be a branch. You'll be a branch. You'll be a branch. So if they are saying that you'll be a branch, it means that they're also making you a help. You don't understand? You don't understand me? That's what the Bible, New Testament is. Telling you. You, can't, you cannot um, fellowship with the Bible, with Jesus, for a while, and not become a help. See, the Bible, all the men who hung out with him, who he encountered, they became help, all of them. We are, we are re- reading Peter, is he not a help? Reading Paul, is that not a help? Those are branches from where we eat from. When you trace Paul, you will see, see where he's planted inside Jesus. He, so Paul branches out of Jesus. Peter branches out of Jesus. Are you getting me? So when you see a tree, what is a tree? A tree is a collection of branches of branches. <laughs> branches of branches of branches. Are you getting me? That's how it is? Yeah, that's the, that's how, that's the design of... So that, the, the tree, there's a, 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 God wants to raise one giant tree that is an epitome, it, it, will, it, will, it will encompass all the wisdoms of hell. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You need to understand what God is raising on the earth. That's what God is doing on the earth. That tree is growing. It's on the earth right now, and it's, it's, raised, it's being raised. It's being raised. Before you know it, fruit will begin to fall everywhere among the nations. Nations will begin to eat the fruit. Of the tree. And the branches will be many. There will be many. They will be stretched out to different directions of the earth. Men will be feeding and eating of branches. Of the branch. You understand? That's also John chapter 15. This, that's what Jesus was, he was just teaching about this concept here. He said, I am the vine. What is the what is the vine? The vine is the senior branch. Vine is the principal branch. Do you get? Do you agree with that? I am the vine. You are the branches. My father is the husbandman. That vine, who he is, he is actually plugged into his father. That vine is actually the is the It's called deep branch. So. The word vine means the branch. From where other branches will spring out from. I'm the true vine. My father is the handsome man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it that it might bring forth more fruit. Awesome. Do you love to be part of this thing? Yes, sir. I have a question for you. Do you want what is flowing in Jesus to flow in you?
0: Yes, sir.
1: This is the, the beautiful vision of God. When you say that the family of God is a giant tree with many branches. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, back to Zechariah chapter uh, chapter three. Verse 8, that hear now, O Joshua, the, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee. For they are men wonder that. For behold, I will bring forth my word, servant, the word, the branch. For behold, the, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone, shall be seven eyes. And behold, I will engrave the engraving thereof, seared the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in what? One day. Praise God. Now, the Bible always does this thing, right? Where it will show the same thing from the, in the botanical world and it moves into the architectural world yeah. to show... The exact same thing, and they always do it this way. Praise God. Um, it's like it's like wisdom. Those are those are those are areas where God has put wisdom. All right of the wisdom of how things grow and then the wisdom of how things are built. So it's clear that this branch, when you now try and take the branch, everything the branch means, right? And you want to now move it into from the botanical world and move it into the architectural world that this branch is a stone. Mm. Mm. But it's not just a stone, it's this stone. Mm. Yeah. So the branch is the stone that I have laid, say laid. laid. Uh-huh. So, the equivalent of bringing forth, these are two, two words they use interchangeably, is when the botanical word, bringing forth, bringing forth, the branch. They can also use bringing forth, but they can use bringing forth in the architectural dimension is laying. All right? So, laying is help. You don't understand me. Aha. Uh-huh. Lay. Say lay. Lay. That for behold the stone that I have. I have laid before Joshua. The stone that I have what? I have laid before Joshua. Say lay. Lay. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Glory to God. Amen. Behold, the stone I have laid. You see this word called laid, 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 is a is a language of help. Sorry, all these things, this is Bible, amen. Praise God. Do you, do you trust me about yes, that? Or maybe, maybe I should show you. An example, the way they, they, they speak about this thing, you know the scripture has its own language. Um. Help. Psalm 89. We're teaching about this help. We saw that two epitomes of help that God showed were first the person who really embodied help help was David. Right in in Israel, the person who, you know, God has been trying to help them. God was trying to, both, to find a person that is compatible with help. It's clear, in that time of Cyrus, I believe that Cyrus was more compatible with help, to be helped. It was more Easier to help Cyrus than some of the other Israelites. It's possible. It's very possible. But when the point when God found David, God found one of the things that God rejoiced in in David was he found a man that can be helped and somebody who can. It's not just a man who can be helped, somebody who we can put help on for the nation. Someone who can, that can receive help. You know, it's, it's not good for you, if you, are a, you are a, it's not good for your king not to be helped You understand? Like Saul, God could not help him. Even when they the sent prophet to him, he told the prophet, do you understand you know what I'm trying to say? How unhelpable do you have to be? For them to send prophets to you and you tear his. Throat. It's just the nature inside of Saul. He want, want to do everything, you know, that kind of thing. He wants to. He doesn't want, Saul doesn't want to experience a moment of vulnerability, a moment of weakness. And that was what he was. He was framed against weakness. Remember? That was what. And without weakness, you can't have grace, you can't have mercy. Those things thrive in in weakness. Yeah. are you understand me? Infirmity, those kind of things. You are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He fell and he didn't want his error, even just a little bit of his error to be exposed to the people. He held the garment of the, of the prophet. Do you understand what I mean? So that was a problem. God couldn't deal with such a person. God had to find a way for him to just leave the way. But then God found David. Now, let's see this Psalm 89. Praise God, quickly. It says, um, "So we say, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound, verse 15. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance, verse 16. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. In thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength. And in thy favor, Our horn shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense. And what? The the Holy One of Israel is what? The Lord is our defense. The Holy One of Israel is our king. Then thou speakest in a vision. To thy, thy Holy One. And said. I have laid help. You see. Upon one. That is what? One that is mighty. That word, say laid. Is that laid? Is a spiritual? it's a spirit term for help? For I lay in Zion, for a foundation, a stone. Are you understanding? Are you? Are you, you seeing what I'm saying? That thing of to lay, laying has to do with. Um. Uh huh. What? What are you seeing? <laughs> Glory to God. Is. Hmm. Praise God. So it means that, that help was laid on this one. Okay, who is this one that is mighty? I have exalted one. Say one. Chosen out of the people. I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil. Have I what? Anointed, Anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established. Mine arm also shall what? Strengthen. Shall strengthen him. Praise God. It goes on and on, verse 28, says, My mercy will I keep for him forevermore. And what? My covenant shall what? Stand, Lord, fast with, with him. Glory to Jesus. Help is. When you say, I have laid help, that's what he's saying here. I have laid help upon one that is mighty. This laying of help here is talking about his the soul's ability to receive help. Praise God. What did I say? The the soul's what? To receive help. Now, what is it? For I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. Now, what he laid in Zion, can he lay it somewhere else? So, to lay what he laid in Zion, he has to found Zion. So I have founded Zion for an habitation. Right? So Zion is a kind of land where help can be laid. So when when you say I lay in Zion, is a type of when you say I've laid help upon David. Zion is David. Just forget everything about Zion. It's just it's David. David was the David was the explorer. He's, he's the mercy is the operation of help in David that was able to found Zion. Yes, so Zion was a product of help. It was a product of mercy. Are you understanding yes, me? Sir. Aha. Glory to God. Okay, let's just go back to Praise um, Jesus. To Zechariah, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Mes- David was so helped, right? In, um, in, um Praise God. So that will make an everlasting covenant with even the sure mercies of David. So, so David had mercy that is named after him. Right, that it, why, why would they call it the sure mercies of David? is the, the kind of mercy which David was able to receive. That was the, that's the example of David. David is an example of a man who was helped by God. Men refuse help. We have been framed by the devil to be contrary to help. When God wants to lay help on you, the, the, there's something about our nature that shift out of help formation. We, we are not, we can't receive, means that we are not Zionic in nature. Mm. What is Zion? Zion is a, is a terrain that, Stone can rest upon, right? Zion is is a is a terrain that carries mountainous things. Is a are you getting what I'm trying to say? Zion is like Zion is a land. It's also a mountain, right? Is a Zion is a stony ground. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh huh. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Are you being blessed? Yes. <laughs> So that nature, you see, the nature, that, the nature that can be helped is an awesome nature in the spirit. You will see it. You will see it. When Paul began to beseech the Lord three times, he said, my, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. That is, my, my own help is sufficient, is okay for you. My help is sufficient for you. Then my help and then my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So it means that your weakness is a condition. So you see that his weakness is what that exaltation b- beyond measure was trying to kill. He was trying to shift him out of weakness. Do you understand what I'm saying? Shift him out of weakness, make him like so one example of someone who was exalted above measure was Saul, right? He was tr- exalted, but the devil went to do that to, to, to Paul, but praise God. But Paul, maybe because of his name or something, it sound like Saul of Tarsus, so yeah, sorry, but oh, amen. Praise God. Are, are you getting more? So those, that revelation was trying to 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 shift him out of a helpable state. Right. Okay. You know you can do that. You can you will, you will get so much knowledge you become help, unhelpable anymore. Yay. God God can help you. Oh. you. You've not seen such things before. Uh. You, I know that this knowledge I've seen someone that I know that if this person didn't have this knowledge, it would have been helpable. Yay. That the problem is all the things he knows. Yeah. You've not met such yes. people before. Say, God, I wish this person never knew all these things. They would have been able to be helped. So don't handle knowledge in a way that it makes you unhelpable, it makes you unreceptive of help. It shouldn't puff you up, right? So God was like, that. you see that weakness, that weakness thing, I love it. Because in that weakness, my strength is, can be made perfect in that weakness. In that weakness, that's where you will receive the sufficiency of my grace. Our grace, it's my help, will be, will be available constantly to you. Right? And that's why you will hear him say, I will glory in my infirmities. He knows the secret of all those things. ah uh-huh. don't artificially solve the problem of your infirmity. Because your high priest needs to be touched by the feeling of them. Do you understand me? We don't have a high priest who is not what, touched by the feeling of our what, infirmity. For it was in all point tempted even as tempted as we are. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. So those who actually come boldly to the throne of grace are those who have not artificially... Let us therefore come boldly. See, Let us therefore. Why do they put therefore? That means that that verse 16 has something to do with verse 15. right? That feeling. If, if, you, are not, if you hide your infirmity, it means he can't feel it. Then it will shift you away from being a candidate of his high priestly ministry. It is, and then it will make you numb to the throne. You can see someone with so much knowledge, but you, can, you smell numbness your number, your number, with, with, the, with the knowledge the soul can dress the area of their infirmity with the knowledge that they have and shield it. And because of that, there's no, no the, the high priest, can, when he comes around, he's not seen, he's trying to touch the, the, infa, the feeling of your infirmity. He can't, if he can't touch it, there can't be a ministry of the truth. There cannot be a ministry of help. If, You've, you shield your infirmity in such a way that it cannot be touched. You must touch it. To help you. Are you getting a sense? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes. Now, say infirmity. Aha. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, infirmity. Infirmity is the is the reason for lay, bringing forth the stone, laying the stone? Do you understand? The, the stone is firm. It is the the stone is the is the firmness that is the answer to the infirmities of men. Do you understand me? There is, is it his high priest? He's, he's firm now. He's a stone. Do you understand that? So, so, so he's, a, he's a stone that touches the feeling of infirmity. He, he's sensitive to things around him that are not firm. So there's something, there's a way he, he operates. He, his, his ministry is to firm things up. Now, but you see, this, this, this ministry, he has two ministries. He, he can firm things up, but he can also crush. You understand what I mean? When he, he crushes hard things, he firms up things that are that, that's what? I'm using spiritual sense for you, but you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. So don't, don't be a... Say stone. stone. Do you get what I'm saying? So... When they will say, "Harden not your heart." Harden not. So when the heart is hardened, it's not firm. Wow. Do you understand? <laughs> you know, some religious Christians can mistake hardened heart for firmness. Uh-huh. A hardened heart is the product of power and might. Yes. Firmness is the product of spirit. Yes. Only spirit can produce firmness. Wow. Do you understand? Yes, sir. You see, when he said this harden not your heart, he's talking about relationship to priestly ministry. Yes, when he begins to speak, right? Again he limited a certain day saying in David today after so long a time as it is said today if we will what? Yeah. Hear his voice adding not your hardest go on verse seven. That's four verse seven. For if Jesus had given them rest, then he would not then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Praise God. There remained therefore a rest to the people of God. Thank you, Jesus. That Hebrews 4, sorry, I just want to see it from my own Bible. I don't know if God is blessing you, but these are, these are secrets of his life that, that we have to know. Mm -hmm. If after so long a time, as it is said, if you will hear his voice, then you should do what? So, it's from that thought, I don't want to read everything, but it's, it's just trying to encourage you, labor to enter into rest. Just labor to enter what? This labor is not the labor of power and might. It's the labor of spirit. I I told you about this kind of labor before. There's labor under the season of help. Like like help came on David. He began to make war. He began to fight. Warring was not his nature. How can warring be his nature? He was a shepherd. But But when something comes on him, it can turn him. Right, he, he can he's a shepherd doesn't mean he can't fight war. He can he's still deadly, he can kill. He handled the bear, handled the lion. Anything you get know what I mean? It was by spirit that was upon him. But it wasn't by power or by what? Or by might. Glory to God. So there is another when when they use the word labor, you can it can be deceptive. But it's not any just any kind of uh-huh. It's not labor of power and might. It's a labor of grace and a, and a merciful labor. There is mes- labor of mercy, then there is labor of grace, which is what you need to labor for. Praise God. Look at verse 11, it says of Hebrews 4, it says that let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of belief. One of, of unbelief. One of the signs that you are laboring, that you are not laboring by the Spirit, is that your labor is not producing rest. Wow. Do you understand? That's a, that's a sign that you are using power and might. It's not producing rest. <laughs> Do you understand me? Uh-huh. It makes, it's making you more restless. Do you understand that? that there's a way that thing works. Eh? That. Power and, I say power and might power and you mind. know the way gym works when you go to the gym you carry muscle 10 pounds today after a while you must move to 20 pounds yeah. because the muscle is getting bigger you understand yeah. so if you do something small with power and might today yeah. by tomorrow you graduate you start oh. doing bigger things yeah. and the more you do that the more the more rest is pushed far away you you journey away from rest the more you exert power and might the farther from rest your soul goes. Some souls have journeyed so far from rest. It's hard to even to teach the concept of rest. It's difficult to the soul. And that rest is a principle. Right from the beginning of creation, God introduced the concept of rest in there. It's to teach you. This is how we do it. Too. We must we rest. We labor to rest. It's not for anything. It's for resting. Everything is for resting. You understand? Praise Jesus. So, so the labor, the gracious labor, merciful labor, will be making your soul. That's how you know someone who is laboring in the spirit. After some time, you will have more rest in your soul. Do you understand? It will just... the uh, Spiritual labor will create more, more circumference of rest. You'll be resting, you'll just be, each, 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 um, each progress you make, each victory you, you take by your spiritual labor is yielding the dividend of rest. By labor, you are, you, you, will, you are purchasing rest. And that word for rest is satisfaction. Satisfaction. That which vanity can never do. Right? Vanity. Power and might is a servant of vanity. And vanity is the enemy of rest. Have you seen somebody who is vain, who rests before? You know, vanity always wakes you up. Do you understand?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you don't realize that in this world, the guys, who are the most vain guys, are the busiest. You know, right? They are the ones stopping everybody. Vanity. Say vanity. vanity. Hey, no, don't just, you can't just wake up, go to work, come back. What about the planet? <laughs> Restlessness. You, know, you understand what I mean? Sorry, I used that example. I'm not against planets or uh, all those. <laughs> Green stuff and planet saving. You know, but the only problem is that most of the guys who are doing, who are pursuing it, are restless souls. Most of them is lack of rest. You can tell when, you can tell when, you know, when people are doing things that something is wrong. But why are you thinking about this thing? You understand why? <laughs>
0: you
1: no. Know, Restless souls always think of what everybody is not thinking of. Then they will now make it into a problem that everybody must solve. You understand what I mean? Like, and they won't just go and, okay, now I like the climate, so let me give all my money towards making it But They say, no, every ball of you will collect all your, all your salary, everything, let's use it to fix it. Say, restless souls. Why? why? They, they, they feel that. What better to fill your soul than the planet? After you've thrown everything inside, you can't, not, let's try the candy walls. <laughs> you know, you know, there's no bigger ambition than saving the planet. Can you ever hatch up a very, a bigger ambition than saving the Earth? You see, when you're at the age of 80, so what did you do with your life? How did you sow your, oh, just you know, right from the age of 20, just trying to save the planet? I just sew my life into making sure that they... they, Can there be anything bigger than that? These sort of grand things. I'm not against planet saving. (laughs) The only thing about the planet-saving thing I want to say is that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have established I'm not against it, right? Okay. So I'm not against it. So nobody can say that I. Uh-huh. So, but the only thing I want to say about it is that it's only people who have three square meals. You understand what I mean? Who have eaten and everything else is okay. Healthcare is there, government. They are the only ones who think about it. You understand? So, any problem that you need to, be, you need to, be, you need to have eaten <laughs> um, before you think of, it means it's not really a problem, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything that only becomes a problem when you are, after you are satisfied, you, you don't have. <laughs> so, there are problems that are only, only problems to you when you don't have problem. You understand what I'm trying to say. So some of those things I'm just trying to explain, you know Vanity, this vanity thing. <clears throat> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Say rest. Now, the word called rest is rest. Rest is like, uh, rest is like passing an exam. What exam? It's passing the exam of existence. It means that, that you are supposed to overcome everything and rest. you understand what i'm trying to say yes, of course there's no rest rest is in god yes. so you resting is a sign that you have overcome everything and you have you have ignored vanities ah. right and you found god yes. you have you've rested in god yes. not because there are no other things you can do is that your heart has been raised above every other conversation your heart has been raised above every other calling than the calling to rest in God. Do you understand it? It's like you, then you've passed the exam of existence, of God creating you. It's for you to overcome every seduction, to apply your soul towards other things. Do you understand what I mean? when you are when they are able to re, to help you to win you that's what salvation is. Salvation is the, they, they want to save you from things that that what that that call for your your activity. Yes sir. Things that call for your activity. It's not easy to be you can't just decide to be saved from them. They are powerful.
0: Yeah
1: why what makes vanity powerful? It has the ability to lie. Right, lie. Anything that can lie, be afraid of it. That's just that's one rule in life. Anything. Once you detect this thing can lie, like if you are friends with somebody, they say that my weakness is that my weakness is that I oversleep. Noah, we encourage you. We can set a alarm. I'll buy a alarm clock for you. To take as my gift. You, you understand? My problem is that ah, I'm just a bit lazy. I'm a bit, no bro, no. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. You know what? Lie, once you detect that, oh, praise I Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and that's even the code of even the civilized world, that's their code. Yeah. They, they, they will do everything, but once, lie, lie, you understand? There's almost anything that you can do in the office that they will, they, they will but start lying, just try it. Start lying. Your day's reward. It means that a thing that lies it's not it's useless. You can't <laughs> it's, It means lying is dangerous. Anything that make it, you know, that that lying nature. That's one of the nature of Satan. is a, a tool that he has. Praise God to 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 paint something that isn't the way it is, and you know, lying is, has a skill attached to it, you know, to lie is not just to state it, like if I come and say, ah, this is not water, have I lied, I've not lied, this is not, I say, this is not water, then you ask me, okay, sir, what is it, this is, you see this thing, you see this thing here, actually, it's actually a solid, this is a solid, have I lied, I've not lied to you. It means that this, what, what I, it means I didn't think before I said, if my goal was to deceive you, it means that I, I didn't put thought into that yeah. deception. But a real lie involves creativity. Yes, it involves skill. Yes, you have to apply, you understand what I mean? Wisdom, there's an operation of wisdom in it. So, so you, you now see why, why lying vanity can rob a soul of their mercy. Yes. Right? That he who observe lying vanity, they forsake their own mercy. It, because of the, the the tongue of vanity is seductive. It can seduce you out of out of your mercy. To, how, how does lying vanity make men forsake their mercy? Why? It is it will tell you, you see this, all these weak areas, you know. You can do A, B, C, D, E to shore up this thing. Make it okay. Then the soul begins to chase vanity. Why? To, to cover up it. You, you see, vanity is always... Is always an, when someone ha- takes on a vain endeavor, it's always to fill a void. It's, a, it's, usually for, it's usually a perception of weakness. Anytime there's a weakness, then the devil will begin to speak and lie to souls. There's something you can do to cover this weakness. It is your infirmity. There's something you can do to shore up yourself. That's the lie of vanity. The soul begins to get busy. And in being busy... They forsake their mercy. The soul doesn't understand that. This mercy is looking for weaknesses to solve. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Say help. Help Help Help. only comes in time of need. Right? This Hebrews 4. Let's go back there. The same, if you you know, we, we said we're reading from rest, then from rest, keep going down. Wow. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. I don't know if you feel Jesus is talking to you. He's talking to me. All. You see, let us labor, verse 11, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and what? The intents of the heart. Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are what? Naked. Now you see this naked and open, right? So you see this nakedness and openness is what men don't like. Yes. Why? Because nakedness and openness reveal infirmity. Yes. It does what? Reveal. It reveals infirmity. But God wants to see infirmity, not to celebrate it. But he needs to be, feel it. Touched by the feeling. It's that it, it, your infirmity awakens his high priestly ministry. So this nature of being naked and open before him is a, an inward conditioning to be helped. It's like you are you are, when you don't close yourself, you are saying, Lord, I want to be helpable." people. You are saying, God, okay, I want to leave this thing so, it, so you can be touched by the feeling of it. Are you understanding me? Open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the world, throne of grace to do what? Observed mercy. And the to find grace to help in time of need. Are you understanding this? So, now, this... um, So, are you using the word boldly? Why are they using the word boldly there? It's it's speaking about... there's There's a kind of boldness. It's boldness... Boldness... Instead of uh, a destructive kind of shame. Right? Uh, there is a kind of... The opposite of boldness is what? Or shyness. Uh-huh. Shyness. You understand? The reason why he's using boldness there is because he has spoken about you becoming naked and open. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you see that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So is that kind of, is that beginning thing of they were naked and were not ashamed? Yes. Is they had some kind of boldness before each other. Yes. Do you see that? Yes, and they, they were not just open to themselves, they were naked and open before God. Right? Before whom they had to do. Of whom they had to do. That would. Both of them were naked. But when sin came, sin taught them. Hey, cover yourself. Cover it. Cover, 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 cover yourself. Cover yourself before him. That's the the lie of vanity. Now now imagine taking fig leaves. You know that's a vain operation. Now, do you see how vain it is? Can fig leaves cover you from God? But something from that seed of sin was talking to them about taking, that was where restlessness began from. Restlessness. Most of the things that makes us not rest are endeavors to cover ourselves. You understand? Somebody who is not okay with being naked before God can never be at rest. You will be spending all your energy trying to cover. You see that but there is a kind of boldness, not cocky boldness. Right? Not that kind. This is a is a kind. It's a, it's a boldness of the presence. It's, it's boldness in spite of nakedness. Are you seeing that? This was a kind of thing that they wanted. This is what they wanted from Paul to save his soul. Stop praying, sir. Wait this weakness, we like it, is helpful. It will lead to sufficiency of grace. It will cause grace to be released to you. Are you understanding me? I'm praying that my voice is able to sink into your... I don't want you to just hear this thing, maybe here, or... I want you to You're supposed to be hearing this thing like inside. You know that where that impulse rises to to justify yourself like, like Job was doing. To, to that kind of impulse. Impulse to justify. You know when we're saying covering, covering, covering busyness don't think of always going to do physical things. right? His soul, right? His soul. Right? Someone is trying to talk to you. And they mention something. Then you, you see what they, are, what they are trying to mention. You now, you, you now draw a drip around with words. That area. Maybe the person hasn't landed. That might be a mouthpiece of help. The person hasn't landed. Yeah, but I thought about this, and then I said this, and then we went there, and then this one, and then the one. What are you doing, you are... You are covering, you smell that the person is coming to an area where, to a, where there's, there's a view of a nakedness. You want to quickly cover because you don't like that conversation going there. Are you understanding understand my, my description of something? These are we, this is all the kind of things that we do. You get... Just the nature; it manifests in different ways, many, many different ways. It can even just be your, the way you, when you live at home, just the way you live. You are, you can live with someone and you hide yourself. You're hiding yourself. You're, you're, why are you hiding yourself? You don't even know. It's part adventure. There might be any what? There might be some weakness somewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? That sometimes you can be relating with somebody, but... There's almost like a wall. Souls are different. Some souls have, are raised to put up a wall. Yes, the wall is there, but if there is a smile, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Yeah. But it's just there. If you are spiritual, you can discern when there are walls and souls. This, you can see a smile, but in, in that smile, there's some, something is telling you, don't dare try to come beyond this place. Huh? Now, now if somebody can have that towards their brother, can they have it towards God? Yes. Yes. Now, now it's so so that's like that. You see, when message is coming, you have this message is going on right now. The message, let's say, is coming straight like this. You understand? And then when it's getting close, it now begins to. Have you ever seen where they fire those? Kind of uh, weapons, you know, that have navigation in them. When the plane is going like this, they now fire the other one. The plane will go this way, they follow it. You know, like it locks onto its target. This, this word of God is quick and powerful. That, that's how it operates. It's a missile. When God fires it, it is, it is, it is, um, it moves. It's sharp. It's quick. That word, quick. You can't. Uh-huh. But men are powerful against it. Hey.
0: Mm.
1: Oh. You see, the evasive nature of soul. So when, the, as the word is coming, revelation is coming. You see, there's an area where where the word needs to hit stays here. <laughs> so the word. Oh, where the word is still here. Oh. <laughs> what a revelation preach on pastor when the word is coming then, and then when the you know, you know that's the way message goes right it will start from scripture let's open to the book of Zechariah that's why everybody is sleeping at the beginning and it, the word is still here the message keeps going after a while man this thing is getting closer what, is, what are they talking about my uh, all my, my things man can you preach Bible? Don't preach my things.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when it's getting close to the say target, Is yes! getting then you now see you now discover that this thing moves. Though. It's not just it's not just straight Bible. He's actually going for something. You understand know what I mean? But some souls are so skilled when. When the, you can tell where that word is going to, you just act. Okay. Thank you Jesus. Thank you. Glory to God. Okay.
2: Precatemenos, Pratevanaship, hepetina, Reposigalia, Megontia, Riva tababalian tobostegra, Relusu prosian, rigantio, reantia, rintorin, tarantia, Runian amorionte, rita, rita, ricatoria, recataria, Regatetelian emosso preteliate, Rigateliata, rigateliata, rigatelia, Arigata, Arigata, Arigatiga, Ariga, Ariga, Amegariga, Arion Doriga, Meriga, Arion Tobas de Gara. For this is the work of mercy. It is the operation of mercy to excavate the depth in the soul and to bring them that you may see the creatures that have been wrath in the soul and then you would come to me, come to me even with those creatures for I am he that calleth things which be not as though they are for in this the operation of mercy for to excavate the depth of your soul for neglects not mercy neglect not mercy neglect not mercy for this is the operation of mercy for to unveil creatures, for to unveil creatures within you. For I am not afraid of them. For even in the midst of those awakening of those of those creatures I begin to press you. I press you at all points that you would then obtain grace. For it is the work of grace. It is the work of grace. All I am doing is to press out grace by showing you mercy. To press out grace that you may leave the victory Victorious life, that you may come into the victorious life. Neglect not mercy, for even in the excavation, in the excavation and the raising of the creatures, it is me that sees them, and I come for them. So I am coming for them. So allow me, allow me, allow me to raise them, for I will call them as though they are. For I will, in the midst of them, I will, I would press out my life. I would. Press out my life. For you be pressed at all point. I am opening that door. That door and that season. Where you would be pressed at all point. For in the print, pressed at all point. You would press out my life. You would press out my life. You would inherit my life. Allow me. Allow me. Allow my mercy. Allow my mercy. Allow my mercy. I have come to tell you. To allow my mercy. Allow my mercy. Allow my mercy. Come to me as you see those creatures. Be joyful and come to me. And come to me. And come to me. For I have a way out for you. It is by my spirit. It is by my grace. I am full of grace. And I am full of grace. As I speak. As I speak. As I speak. I am unraveling. I am unraveling creatures. I am unraveling creatures with creatures that have been wrought by the enemies. I am coming to excavate them, to pull them from the depths, even where you know not of. I am coming. I am coming for them. Allow me to touch them. Allow me to touch them. Allow me to uncover them. Allow me to unveil them. For in the unveiling, it is the bringing of help. It is the bringing of help to you. All I have come to do is to show you help, that you will come to where I am. Thank you, Father. Praise Jesus. Glory
1: to God. Amen. Um, thank you, Father. Hmm. So we are, I think, we are hitting a point where this is this is the in this area this is where you find the weakness of religion right religion cannot anything religious cannot move past this once it hits the veils of men the what Problem with religion: Religion cannot touch what men are hiding. Right? Religion is are the things that men do. Right? After they, when they've arranged themselves, then they've come out. Religion are the things men come out to do. They come out from their secret to do. It's the life that men act out in the open. Right, but but when but they hide their the the things which men which they keep are in secret. But those things which men have in secret, they are the things that God wants to talk about. God wants conversation about those things. So help will not begin to come to any soul. Until you are willing, you know they will negotiate with you. You look at those things. You know they are are there. They are your things. You know them. They are inside. But mercy can be negotiating with you. Can you allow? Can we gain access to those ones? Those those things. Why are you interested in those things? Can you? Can you just leave my things? alone. You know, that's the spirit. What of righteousness. It's the negotiation. Sometimes, ah, they will knock on the door of those things. And you come out and say, please, can you just leave my things? You know how they knock the door? It's not always a true message. It can be, they can, a brother can just come close to you, a sister, and you find them knocking on that door. You know, someone can come to your house and then it's a, there are like three rooms that are locked. The one day they do ask do you see those rooms, what, what do you, is there anything about those rooms, are you using them for, for, one dimension, say, hey, what's time, let's go and eat, is it, is it long time, you understand what I mean, yes, sir. and God can send people to your life, who will, no, you know some doors other people don't see. Some people, some people are anointed to see this. Some, what is inside this place? And such for there are the people who are likely to get you angry. You don't know that that is help that has come. Anything that hits against your wall to tear it down is help, but you will not perceive it as help you Perceive it as war,
2: yeah, yes, sir.
1: Because in locked in there are your infirmities. Yeah. Wow. Now, you see, this Jesus who taught how does he touch your infirmity? It's not directly, um, Jesus, I came to take your infirmity. No, he, he uses he has agents, people, brethren, community. They are, they are the they are the, they are the, what? They are the senses through which he touches and he feels your infirmity. Do you understand me? If you can't be open to your brethren, you, can't, you will not be open to Jesus. Just forget that one. Say, no, I only talk to him about my secret. <laughs> Some of us have personality. You, you—they are hidden. That you, all kinds of things, man. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And the reason why those things are there is that when God, when God wants to move, they can stop Him. The, pa- the power that's stopping God in your life are in those secret things. You understand? That's where it is. that's why it's not a choice. You can't hide them. You can't keep them hidden away. You have to there's a kind of there's a vulnerability of it's the nature of them that are candidate of mercy. Like 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 you see, you see, David, difference between David and Saul, when they, they both sinned, one was doing everything to cover it. See, no matter what happens today. Israel must never know that God is angry with me. They must never know I made a mistake. No matter what happens today, that's all he was concerned about. That's the nature, is true. He doesn't want to appear weak before the people, like like he made a mistake. He doesn't want to appear that way. And God said, no, no, if you have like that, we we can't do anything together. That's the end of it. But like David, David sinned. The moment it hit him, Thou art that man, O oh king. Hey. He clicked. Yeah, I'm that man. What happened? The king broke down. He broke down. At that point, he, wasn't, he didn't even care whether he was king. He moved into mourning. Sack He left, went into the temple. See, what happened to the king? He wasn't even concerned whether anybody knows what he did or not. It's what he has done against God his heart was are you getting what I'm saying he wasn't thinking of covering his shame or anything like that because he knows that in that nakedness in that brokenness in that state that's where salvation will come are you understanding what I'm trying to say are you seeing this season of moving into the spirit in these are the kind of things there just so you understand do you like these kind of things do you like me preaching about this kind of area? Those yeah. are the things so. though. I'm so sorry. I wish there are other things that you will find when you open the door, but they talk about your secrets there. Mm. <laughs> the heart. The heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. But thank God, we have a high priest. It's not that God is, saying, ah, I want to expose you for exposing sake. It's not, it's not by exposing you, you understand? It's not that. Don't think that way. Don't think that Pastor Jeff say, oh, we have to start share all our secrets. You know that's the way we think, eh? <laughs> no, please. <laughs> but you know, smell when. They are, they are, when they are seeking an opening yeah. through a means, it's usually a, 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 a providential operation of the spirit where they, they, want to, they want you to be vulnerable because the spirit moves with vulnerability because vulnerability is an indication of lack of power and might. Yeah. When you are vulnerable, you are open. You are, a, it means that you are not gathering strength to cover yourself it's a sign that's, that's a, a mark of spiritual people that you are, you are real you are, you are not a lie you don't feel the need to unnecessarily cover or act in a certain way you are you are open you understand you, are, you expose your heart and your life the balm and the medicine of, of what spiritual community, and there are many things in. you get what I'm saying. That uh-huh, the life, the arena of the of the life that is cultured by the scripture. When you open your, your own your real self in such an environment, things will happen to you. Change. You understand? It's not just hearing word. Hearing word. Thank you for hearing word. You understand what I mean? You've tried. You have heard word up to this point. Now, hear differently. It's time to all those words you've been hearing. It's time to push you inside that word. Become, take inheritance in the word. Let let them find that word in you. Are you getting what I'm saying? They let the properties of, of that word be, be found in you, but it's not easy. They, they must excavate some things that are there that shouldn't be there in order to bring, bring fresh things. Glory to God. God will help us to move. The, there's so much about these things that the Lord wants to say. Um, God will get help us some other time to, to go further. Are you blessed today? You sure. That would not like all these kind of things. That would want us to just let's leave men the way they are and let's be doing worthless things. Let's let let's keep our reason, his strong of things in men intact. But God is saying, no, no, I'm going to save these souls. I'm going to, I'm going to. There will be no stone left unturned. You understand what I mean? The, the spirit of God is going to it's going to move through our vessels. They're going to they're going to clean it out they are going to purge it out. You will become holy, clean, pure. They will clean you to a point where your the flame of your soul becomes a pure flame because there are no impurities on the inside. Only mercy can do that, only grace can do that, and that grace is available. That's my prayer for you, that for you, I mean for you, for you, these will not be mere words. That there will be an, an initiation of this dealing will begin to occur. You see, grace to be naked, to be open before the eyes of Him who you have to do. Grace to lay down your power and your might. To lay down your strength. To become compatible for them to lay help upon you. To bring help into your life. To, f- to move with the help of the Spirit. To receive grace. To receive anointing for transforming you and move you into the next, to make you compatible with the life of God. You know God is a naked being, have you ever realized that before? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. God is naked. You just have to come to him to see his nakedness. Do you understand? You see that veil as hiding God in the temple, it's not really God is hiding, it's you is hiding. (laughs) It's hiding you from him. You're unable to see it in that kind of way. But God is actually naked. Praise Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you praise tonight. Fakre Alma ekaria ekamre engrama ungreve en evrama, clever, cast down, cast them down, cast them down, cast them down, cast mea kahimia by any answer perisias, esprit I give you, I give you sword, weapons, weapons, weapons to cast down, casting down imaginations Every high thing that exalt themselves against even the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity obedience of Christ. Yeah, receive grace, receive grace, receive grace, receive grace, to be unclothed, that you might be clothed with the garment of the Spirit. Thank you, our Father. Give you all the grace and all the reverence and all the thanks for tonight. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Lord, we release, set free and loose the this, this spirit of these words to, to move around us, to culture us in alignment with this truth. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise
0: Jesus. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You would between the cherubim and